Okay, children, uh, this is kind of, I'm going to be focusing on you a lot in this talk, okay? So, right, around the church, in certain places, there are gifts for you children, okay? Each gift is different, and there is one gift for you each that is different from anybody else's. What are you going to need to know to find your particular gift? What are you going to need to know? If I say to you, you've got two minutes to find your gift, what are you going to need to know? Go on, Izzy. Where it is. Where it is. Okay. Where it is. Anything else? Yeah? Ah, it's probably on there. Yeah, it's not on there. So, where it is, what else? Yeah? What it looks like. So you need to know where it is, what it looks like. Okay, so, as you know, I've given you a tag. So I've given you a gift tag. Here is a giant version of your gift tag, okay? This is why I said you might need to sit at the front. And there we go. So it's where it is, what it's wrapped in, and a fantastic fact. Okay. Um, right. So your gift tags are underneath your chairs. If you want to get your gift tags out and have a look at your gift tags. Have a little read of it. Maybe get your mum and dad to read it to you if you're unsure what it says. Okay? Good. Okay. Who would like to read out their... Okay. That's fine. Go on. You carry on now over there. That's fine. There's no rush. Go on, William. You can do it. Junior, can you read it? Good. (laughs) Just checking. (laughs) Well, who would like to read their gift tag out? Go on, Kieran. Kieran, what is yours wrapped in? Hold on. Blue paper plus a red... Oh, yeah. Where is it? There is an organ here. But we'll pretend this is an organ. Okay. I know there used to be a big organ here, but this is now our replacement, okay? And there is a bag of presents down there, Kieran. So if yours says next to the organ, then it's down there, okay? So where next to organ? Okay. Fantastic fact. Warm toes. So your fantastic fact is that you will have warm toes. Okay, right. So this is the difficult bit for you. You can't go and get your gifts just yet. So just give me five minutes, then you'll go and get your gifts, and then we'll have another five minutes after. So for the time being, sit on your gift tags, or put them underneath your chairs. Okay. Now you might be thinking to yourself, you might... You might be thinking to yourself, ooh, a present. When really you need to be thinking to yourself, hmm, a present, okay? Because, let's pretend this is your, let's pretend this is your gift, okay? None of your gifts are this big, just just letting you know, okay? But pretend that's your gift. Um, How expensive do you think it is? Well, first of all, how much money do you think I've spent in total on all your gifts? Any adults want to have a guess? Oh, go on then, Amy. Not £20, it's a bit more than £20. George, how much have I spent in total on the children's gifts? 
More than 30 pounds. Hmm? You heckling me. No, it's about... It's going to take a while. Okay, this is about 150 pounds. How many children? How many children? There's about 30 children. So how much is that each? Come on. 150 divided by 30. Five. Okay, so how much is your gift worth? At the most... At the most, it's worth a fiver. Okay, for some of yours, it's probably worth less than that. But let's say <laughs> a fiver. Now, I said to you, tell me your fantastic fact. Warm toes. Now, you know, I'm probably stretching the word fantastic when I say how fantastic is that fantastic fact. Okay, it's a five-pound gift, you know. Fantastic fact, warm toes. Look, I'm going to give it... You know, I've got to set your expectations correct, you know. I'm going to give it a three out of ten for being a fantastic fact, okay? Because, you know, how fantastic is it? Not, not that fantastic. Right. Now, pretend you have got a very, very wealthy uncle, and his name is Ralph. Uncle Ralph, okay? Okay, some of you do have an Uncle Ralph, okay? Uh, so this Uncle Ralph's really wealthy, okay? Um, and he knows you're here today, and he's going to turn up after church. Okay, very, very wealthy, your Uncle Ralph. And he's going to turn up after church. Um, and he loves you very much. You're very, very precious to uh, him. Now, how much money is he going to spend on you? And I mean wealthy, I mean super wealthy. As wealthy as Gary, who's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> how much is he going to spend on you, Will? 50. 100. He's, he's very, very generous. And he's got a lot of money. So we're now up to... 200. Uh, we're now up to 250. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but he, you know, he loves you very much and he's got lots of money, so really, you know, that's just, you know, what he can do. He loves you and he wants to buy you a really nice gift. Now, how fantastic is his fantastic fact? Well, imagine his fantastic fact is the best VR experience ever. What do you think it is he's bought you? The best VR experience ever. What do you think he's bought? Go on. A VR headset. Yes, he has indeed. Maybe he's... Or he says, Disneyland extravagance. What do you think he's bought you? <laughs> a Disneyland ticket or something. Yeah, okay. So if you've got a really, really wealthy uncle, maybe he's, you know, could be a very, very expensive gift. Right, now we're all sitting in church. So let's push the boat out a little bit. And... Imagine God gives you a gift tonight. Okay? Imagine God gives you a gift tonight. Now, by definition, if we're saying he's God, then he has the power to give you any gift he wants to. Yeah? It can be the most valuable gift in the whole world. Yeah? He's God. So you'd have to say that this gift he gives, if we're saying he's God, he can give a very, very valuable gift. Nothing he can't do. So we can actually put, you know... A million pound note on it. I know. What? A million pound note? I know. Found this down the back of the sofa. <laughs> okay. A million pounds. Very, very valuable. If God's going to give a gift, he could give the most valuable gift you can imagine. You could be sitting here and a gift from God. And how fantastic would the fantastic fact be? Sorry, I meant to give this one a fantastic fact score of 6 out of 10. So we'll put that on there. How fantastic 
fact, would God's gift be? But if it's the most expensive gift, the most valuable gift he could give, you would have to say, you know, we're saying he's God, he can give. It's going to have a fantastic fact score of 10 out of 10, isn't it? I mean, that's just what it's going to be. So, there we go. Fantastic fact score of 10 out of 10. If God gave a gift, that's what it would be like. Now, as Christians in this church, and normally come along to this church, okay, we believe that the Bible is true. And the Bible actually says God did give a gift. And it wasn't yesterday, and it wasn't a week ago, and it wasn't a year ago. It's about 2,000 years ago. And God gave a gift, and it was very small. And it was hidden away. Do you know what? People probably walked past this gift and didn't even notice it was there. A bit like your gifts. They're in the church building somewhere, but you can't see them. And God gave a gift 2,000 years ago, and it was hidden away, out of sight, and no one knew it was there. But God wanted people to know that his gift was there. So, what did he do? Well, over here we've got a city called Bethlehem, and over here we've got some fields. And in the fields, there's some men. It's late at night, and the men are working. And what are they doing? They're looking after their sheep, because they're shepherds. Probably the sheep are in the sheepfold, and they're outside the sheepfold, maybe making some tea. I don't know, maybe cooking something up. And they stay out all night long, because they're caring for the sheep. And as they're sitting there, suddenly, remember, God's given a gift, it's hidden away, and God is going to tell them about his gift. And suddenly they're sitting there, and out of the sky fall thousands of little gift tags. No. He laughing. No, it wasn't thousands of gift tags. Suddenly over the hill came somebody. Hello, shepherds, shepherds, shepherds. I've got good news, good news. No. They're sitting there, and suddenly an angel appears. Dazzling. Don't know if the angel was standing on the ground, or maybe in midair. We don't actually know, but we do know the shepherds were terrified. And the angel says, "Don't be scared." And then the shepherds, sorry, then the angel told the shepherds about God's gift. Okay, the, sh- the angels told the shepherds about the gift, and suddenly, with that one angel, a whole army or a whole troop or a whole team of angels all appear together, and they're all singing. Now, I've never heard angels sing, but I can imagine it would have been pretty spectacular. It would have been amazing. That is how to give a gift. Okay, that's how God gave a gift. And that's how he told people about it. An angel and angel singing. So, um, God's gift tag. What did it say? I had a pen here. Let's find another one. You have a backup. <laughs> okay, what did um, God's gift tag say? Remember, this was sung. I mean, you know, that's how to give a gift, isn't it? So what was it wrapped in? Well, it was wrapped... Well, I mean, you sung about it. People have read about it. Called swaddling bands. So there were thin strips of fabric wrapped around the baby to make it feel like it had come from its mother's womb. So nice and tight. I'm going to call it a baby blanket. But essentially... That's what it did. And when you wrap a baby up, you wrap it up nice and tight so it feels nice and snug. Where was it? So the shepherds are thinking, okay, there's a baby in a baby blanket. Yeah, there's lots of babies in baby blankets. But where was it? So it was in 
in Bethlehem. Because the angels want the shepherds to find the baby. The shepherds think, okay, so there's a baby wrapped up in baby blankets in Bethlehem. There must be lots of babies wrapped up in baby blankets in Bethlehem. But the angels give a bit more information. In Bethlehem, in a, in a manger or in an animal feeding trough. And the shepherds are like, ah, not many babies am I going to find in an animal feeding trough. Okay, it should be quite easy to find the right gift, to find God's gift. So that's why they say this. It's so they can go and find the right baby. Wrapped in a blanket, in Bethlehem, in a manger. Fantastic fact. What fantastic fact did the angels sing about? Sang about a lot of fantastic facts. But I'm going to write down one. They said he was saviour. Okay. That was God's gift tag explaining the gift he'd given them. We're going to look at this in a minute and think about this um, in a minute. We're going to come back to this and have a little think about this uh, because we need to explain some of this. Okay. But before we do that, because the shepherds right now, when they hear that, this good news, what do they do? They don't sit there and finish up their tea. They get up and they go looking for this gift. That's your clue. That that's what you're going to do in a minute. Well, it, 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 easy. Right. Okay. We have to do this in a sensible way, aren't we? Uh, otherwise, it'd be chaos. Right. So, so somebody said they've got their gift is in near the organ. Who's, whose gift is near the organ? Okay. Has somebody got a gift somewhere else in the church? Yeah. Anna, where's yours? Yours is there. I can't hear. What do you say? Huh? On stage, okay? Sorry, Annie, you've got such a delicate voice. Okay, so if yours is on the stage, it's in this bag here. Somebody got something else or somewhere else? What have you got? I'm, um, Ellie. In the hallway. That's the hallway out there, okay? So. Yes, my friend. Oh, hello, Luke. George, that's what I meant. Hello, George. In the vestry, that's in there. My friend, you behave yourself in there, won't you? Good. Okay, so this is going to be in there. Keep an eye on you. Help you. If you get stuck and can't find it, then this can help you. Um, but this is going to be out there in the hallway. Are you? I don't, yes, you are now. Thank you. I'll be on the stage, and there's a bag over there as well. Right. I think what we'll say is you'll have a couple of minutes to go and find your gift. When you found it, just bring it back. We're not going to open them immediately. You can open it a little bit later on. One question. <laughs> oh, you have to go about. No, you don't really. A couple of minutes. Who you think you don't need more than two minutes, do you? No, you don't. Right. So just bear with us. They're going to go and have a little hunt for their gifts, and they'll be back in. Well, let's see. Off you go. You've got two minutes. <laughs> What you do, go back to your... Ooh. You can sit down and hold on to it. We've got two sitting down. One mistake. Sorry, It's all right.
You've got one minute left. One minute. Twenty-eight. Twenty-seven. Twenty-six. Twenty-five. Twenty-four. Seem to have a manger. Thank you. Um, you okay, Elaine? Yeah, all good. All good, good. Okay. Good, right. If you just put your presents under your chairs, then we're actually all good. Then we can open those up in about five minutes' time. Okay, look, I said to you that your presents would be... Um, like, you know, a three out of ten fantastic and uh, worth about five pounds. And I also said to you that if God was going to give a gift, his gift would be extremely valuable and a ten out of ten fantastic. Now, I just also told you that, um, that a baby was born wrapped up in baby clothes, baby blankets. Now, that baby... Is obviously very valuable. I mean, I've not given any of you a baby because no, I haven't. Okay? <laughs> Babies are very valuable. You can't put a price on a baby, can you? But this was no ordinary baby either. This is God giving a gift, and He gave a gift of a baby. And God had one son, and He gave His son. Okay, so you'd have to say that this baby isn't, you know, just valuable. You'd have to say he's super, super, super valuable. It's a very, very valuable gift. God gave his only son. I also said that if there was a fantastic fact score, it would be a 10 out of 10 fantastic. And what fantastic fact did I say it was? That he was saviour. So I guess the question is, is being a saviour a 10 out of 10 fantastic fact? The fact that Jesus, that God gave his son, and I said the fantastic fact was he was saviour, is being saviour... A saviour, that means he saves people. A 10 out of 10 fantastic fact. If I was a school, I'd say to the you don't have to participate, but I would say to the children, hands behind your backs, do you think that's true? Not sure or no? Okay? Yes, I think it is, Phil. Not sure. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I definitely don't think he is a 10 out of 10 fantastic fact that he's a saviour. I'd actually, you know, maybe ask him. I'm not going to ask you to participate. So that's our question. 
Is the gift of a saviour really a 10 out of 10 fantastic fact? So let's have a little think about this. So that's the kind of question we're going to answer now. Now, most of you children go to school. Okay, and you have a teacher, and you have teachers that care for you. They look after you in class. Um, they teach you things. They help you to become independent, successful learners. You know what they say. Um, and in class, to help you really learn well, they'll have you running around doing little jobs for them, of course. But also, in class, there'll be rules. Okay? And one of the rules might be... Um, Listen when someone is speaking. So if a teacher is speaking, you're listening. When your friend is speaking, you're listening. You never interrupt because that's not listening. Uh, another rule might be, do what you're told immediately. So when your teacher says, do something, you go, okay. You don't say, yeah, in about half an hour. No, because the rule is, do what you're told immediately. And it might also be, be kind. Okay? And to help the teacher, she might try and reward good behaviour. So she might say... Um, in that brilliant DT lesson when we're doing electrics she might say that was a great job Gary have a sticker or she might say brilliant bit of plastering Junior in that DT lesson have a sticker okay but she'll also okay keep track of bad behaviour okay she might have a notebook she might have a contact book where she writes it down I know in your schools you've all got different ways of doing it or she might have something called a behaviour chart okay so she might have something a bit like this. Okay, a behaviour chart. Here we go. And what goes on with the behaviour chart? Well, she's going to keep track of poor behaviour. Okay, so we'll write some people's names up here. Um, don't worry, I don't think it's anybody in here. Well, we'll just put, um, uh, who else? Um, baby, right, baby. You asked it, baby. I do. <laughs> Okay, but there'll be people's names, it'll be smaller than that, it won't be quite like this, okay? This is really just for demonstration purposes. Um, and in your class, it'll be something like this. Billy, you don't talk when I'm doing the register, do you? You know that, that's the rules, don't talk when I'm doing the register. I've already told you once, Billy. Oh dear, right, let's... Um... Because it's three strikes and then he loses, he loses his weight. Billy, look, I've already told you, two minutes ago, put your book away, we're getting ready for maths. You're holding the class up, you're disrupting our learning. We want to learn, don't we, class? Yes. Yeah. Orchard. Um, Billy, put your book away. Didn't do what he was told. Immediately. Ellie, what's wrong? Why, your Why have you got your toe out of your sock? Oh, it looks a bit pink, doesn't it? What happened? Billy stamped on it. He doesn't like your fluffy pencil case. Billy, come here. That wasn't kind. The rules in the class are, be kind. That isn't kind. Ellie, go and put some magic water on it. And a magic tissue. Billy, come back into class. Billy, come back into class now. No, the lesson isn't over. You've got another hour and a half still. Come back now. Billy. And it goes on and on and on. Okay, you know what it's like. You might have a Billy in your class, you might not. Okay. Um, I'm sure at some point you've had a Billy in your class. Okay. So, that's what Billy's behaviour chart looks like. Not particularly good. Right. Let's just change this now. 
Now, the Bible says that God made the world. The Bible says that God made you and made me. And that means, the Bible says, that he has the right to make the rules that we live by. Okay? God made us. And the Bible says he has the right to make the rules we live by. And he made us so he knows that the rules should be good for us. And um, so he makes the rules. And we actually know what those rules are. We often don't maybe admit it, but we do. We do things wrong and our conscience says, no, that's not right. Because God's given us the rules on our hearts. And he's also given us the rules in the Bible. There's Bibles around and the rules are in there too. So we have two sets of rules. We've got maybe what you have in class. Your teacher gives you the rules to live by. Make sure you get on well in class. But God's made the world. He's made us and he gives us rules to live by. And they're in our conscience, in our hearts. He's also given them to us in the Bible. Now let's just jump back into the classroom again. Because uh, things have taken a little turn in class. Okay? Because somebody's just wandered into class. And it's the head teacher. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, good. I don't know what you're thinking, actually. But maybe you're thinking, oh, good. I hope the head teacher spots a behaviour chart. Because Billy, you know, he's really... He's really not been very helpful in our class at all. You're thinking, I wonder if the head teacher will spot the behaviour class. The behaviour class? The behaviour chart. What do you think the head teacher is going to say when he sees that behaviour chart? What's he going to say? What do you think he's going to say? Really? You've got no idea what he's going to say when he sees that behaviour chart. Go, Kieran. Good boy, that yes! Well done! Yes! You'd expect him to say, Goodbye, David. No black marks here, have a sticker. Yeah, you would. And you definitely would expect him to say something to Billy. Okay, particularly as Billy is captain of the football team. Okay? But what actually happens is the head teacher comes over to the behaviour chart and you're thinking, please tell Billy off. Because, you know, someone's got to have a word with him. Walks over to the behaviour chart and goes, Oh, Billy. What a silly Billy. Okay? <laughs> Class rules. Who needs them, eh? And uh, don't worry about it, Billy. Forget about it. You know, your teacher's standing there. Okay? And he says, Captain of the football team? That's fine. You just carry on being captain of the football team. Missing break? Don't worry about that. You don't have to miss break. You'll be sitting there thinking, what an idiot, okay? That's not fair. Why are you letting him off? You might actually think to yourself, I'm actually a little bit angry because I expect him to sort Billy out and he's just letting him off and just telling him to forget about it. You know what, in some countries, there are judges and police that sometimes act like that. Maybe someone does something really bad and the judge says, don't worry about it, I'll let you off. Or the policeman says... Forget about it. You'd say they are corrupt. Okay, they're not very good. So the victims don't get justice because the judges and the police aren't just. Okay, let's go back to this little. Um, where's my um, sheet going? All right. Okay. Let's go back to this. Okay. Right. Now, 
Does God need a um, behaviour chart? Oh, sorry, is this? Yeah, this is mine. Does God need a behaviour chart? No, he definitely doesn't. But he does. He, but he forgets nothing. He remembers absolutely everything. And God says, Phil, don't lie. And you say, I'll say. But it was just a little... It was just a little, uh, you know, a little white lie. I'm, I'm sure it didn't do any harm. He doesn't have a behaviour chart, but he doesn't forget anything. God is, God remembers everything. He doesn't forget anything. And God says, Phil, be content with what you have. Don't always want stuff that other people have. I said, but I really like that Land Rover next door neighbour's got. And it's so unfair. He always has everything he wants. God says, um, obey your parents. And do what they say, and be respectful. You say, but I'm only rude a little bit of the time. And God says, don't steal. And I say, but I just tweaked my tax return a little bit to save a bit of tax. I wonder how many times I do something wrong every hour. The Bible says when you're doing something wrong against God, his rules... It's not just what you do, it's what you think as well. How many times in an hour would I do something wrong? Anybody want to? It's quite a big thing to actually ask people, isn't it, actually, how many times, okay? Go on, Kieran. Quite a lot of times, yes, okay. Now, for the sake of maths, because I'm going to do a little bit of maths on the board here, I'm going to... I'm going to go on a very conservative number rather than a very big number, okay? So if we just said it was a low number, if we said it was just four times an hour, four times an hour, I do something wrong, I break one of God's rules he's made for us to live by, okay? Times by maybe being awake for 15 hours in a day, that's 60 times do I break one of the rules that God has given me to live by. So 60 times in a year, 365 is 21,900 times in a year do I break one of God's rules. 21,900, let's say, 70 years, is 1.5 million times do I break one of the rules that God has given me to live by. Now, um, when I went on Amazon, you could buy these in packs of 150. You definitely could not buy packs of 1.5 million black stickers. So, uh, I've got some barn paint here. Okay, what would my sheet actually look like? It's going to be, it's going to be totally black. I need, I need more paint. Okay, because I haven't got enough stickers, that is going to be totally covered in black. Okay? That's what it's going to look like. Okay. But it wouldn't just be... Okay? But it's not going to just be... Uh, me who, uh, it's not just going to be me that's uh, lived a life like this, and the other people too. Today we're going to have, uh... let's have a, let's have a response from other people. Okay. 
Thank you. Thank you, Dan. We've got somebody else over here. We've got Frank. And we've got... Uh, of Olivia here. There's no Olivia, is there? <laughs> Just double checking. Okay. Somebody else over here called Olivia. Okay, and these people, this person here, so one and a half million things wrong. Over here, one and a half million things wrong in a lifetime. Over here, one and a half million things wrong in a lifetime. God going to do when he sees a life like that? Is he going to say Phil rules who needs them eh? Just forget about it it doesn't really matter now I told you some people can be unjust Okay, God is totally just, he cannot just say forget about it impossible, the Bible says God is just there will be consequences for one and a half million times I've broken his rules. That's what the Bible says. There are consequences. There are consequences for me. There are consequences for this person. There are consequences for this person. The Bible says God has to punish me for breaking his rules one and a half million times. In actual fact, it will be more than that. Okay? This is a very conservative number. Okay? And then, and then we have the gift that God gives at Christmas time. We have the gift of Jesus. And Jesus was born. And Jesus started to grow up. And God said, where's my sneakers? God said to Jesus, obey your parents and do what you're told immediately. And Jesus said yes. And Jesus did the whole of his life. And God said to Jesus, Jesus, don't steal. He said, okay. And he didn't. For 33 years. God said to Jesus, um, what's one of the other ones I did? Now I had this written down on this paper. Obey your parents. Yeah, obey your parents. And Jesus said, don't want what other people have got. Don't want what other people have got. Thank you. God said to Jesus, don't want what other people have and be content with what you've got. Jesus said, yes, okay. I will do that. And for the whole of his life, he obeyed his parents. He didn't want stuff that other people had. He didn't steal. He didn't lie. For 33 years, not once did he do anything wrong. And he lived a totally, 100% perfect life. Okay? So put a few more sheets up there. Okay? There's not a blemish on his life. Totally, totally, without any blemish at all. And then Jesus said, on one particular amazing day, Jesus said this. He said, I came to be a saviour. I came to save people. And I'm going to save people by doing a swap. I'm going to save people by doing a swap. I'm going to swap my 100% perfect life for Phil's life. I'm going to swap my life for his one and a half million things he did wrong. And I'm going to take all the consequences of his life for myself. And I'm going to take, swap my life 
for this person as well. And the consequences of one and a half million things wrong here. And I'm going to do a spot. And I'm going to take the consequences myself. And that's what Jesus did. And when he did do that, he did that on the cross. Remember that at Easter time. So, Jesus gave his perfect life. Oops. And he swapped it. So he took that person's one and a half million things wrong, and this person's one and a half million things wrong, and this person's one and a half million things wrong, and he gave, and that's how he saved. Give a swap. And he gave that person his 100% perfect life. And this person is 100% perfect life. And this person is 100% perfect life. And God looked down at Jesus and did he see a totally 100% perfect life? No. Did he see one and a half billion things wrong? No, he didn't. He saw billions and billions and billions of things wrong. And Jesus took the consequences of all the things that we've done wrong. And on the cross, Jesus here was punished. So at Easter time, you might think, what was it all about? And that was the point at which Jesus took punishment from God. Okay, very, very, very significant day. An amazing day because on the cross, that was all done away with. It was all sorted out. Okay, Jesus took the punishment. There we go. And God looks down. So who is this person now? Who is this person? Is that everybody? Does that just happen to you, somebody that you're going through life, and suddenly Jesus gives you a brand new, gives you his life? No, it doesn't just happen. This is somebody who said, sorry for the wrong things I've done. Please, Jesus, give me your perfect life. This person here is somebody that said, I'm so sorry for all the wrong things I've done. Please swap. Please give me your perfect life. And the same for this person. Okay? These are all people who said to Jesus, I'm so sorry for the wrong things I've done. Give me your perfect life. Now, you've heard of what BFF stands for. What does BFF stand for? Best friends forever. Okay. Now, when you say sorry to God for the wrong things you've done, and you say, please give me your 100% perfect life, you don't become BFFs with God, because that sounds a bit, you know, that's not what happens. But you do become friends with God forever. So you could say you become FFs with God. You do. You become friends forever with God. Friends now, friends in heaven. That's how it works. And Jesus, looking at this person, what does he see? He sees a totally perfect life. And he says, yes, friends now and friends in heaven. Now I said to you, was being a saviour a 10 out of 10 fantastic fact? Yes, it was. Okay? It really, really was. Now... Um, when the uh, shepherds heard the good news, they went off and they did something. They got off their backsides and they went and did something. When I told the children about their fantastic presents, they got up and they went and did something. And I've told you about this gift. And we have to think, are we going to do anything about it? Are we going to actually act on it? You know, Are we going to... Say sorry to Jesus for the wrong things we've done and actually ask him to give us his perfect life. And it's very easy to miss a gift. It's very easy to miss a gift. Okay, because children, there are, and I doesn't demonstrate to you how easy it is to miss a gift. Because children, there are three gifts 
in this church that haven't been claimed yet, okay, because people have missed them. Okay, because I put three gift tags under three adult seats. Where's Caroline? Up here. Caroline, there's a gift tag under your seat. Did you find it? Caroline, can you read your gift tag, please? Nice and loud. Wrapped in gold paper and a blue bow. Yeah. Where on the pulpit steps? On the pulpit steps. Somebody have a look. Well, yeah. Kind of at the top of the pulpit steps, but yes. Fantastic fact. Dazzling design. Fantastic fact. Dazzling design. But you're still holding your gift tag, and you, your gift is still down here. Because? I didn't want to be the only adult in the room who went looking for a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. You want to be only adult in the room going looking for a gift. Okay. Now I know some other people have as well. Uh, so you had a gift tag under your chair. What does yours say? Wrapped in gold paper and pink bone. Yes. On the pulpit steps. Oh yes. Fantastic fact looking beautiful. Fantastic fact looking beautiful. And you didn't go because? I thought it was just for the kids. Right, so yours is in blue. I get to open it. Oh, a Pandora bracelet. That's what yours is. What a shame I missed it. Another Pandora bracelet. <laughs> yes, Mike? Yes. You thought your chair? No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he can't get down there. Somebody help him, please. There's nothing under there. Oh, all and all. Go on, Mike. It's wrapped in gold paper and a green bow. All right. Guess where it is, on the pulpit step. Yeah, fantastic fact. It's football joy. Football joy. Charlton support the entire Sorry? Don't get that for a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's all wrapped up. Final tie, Empire Stadium, Wembley, Charlton Athletic versus Derby County. Saturday, April the... 27th, year? 1946. Mid programme, Mike. Worth a lot. Worth a lot. What a shame, Mike. Why was that? Didn't really know. Couldn't be bothered to look. Couldn't be bothered to look. So, I've told you about an amazing gift, but it's very easy to say, well, I don't want to be the only one. Or, I'm sure it's not really for me, I'm sure it's for kids. So don't be a Caroline. Don't be a Caroline and say, I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be the only one. Don't be like Sue and go, I'm sure it's just for kids. Don't be like Mike. He says, I really, can we bother to look? Can we be bothered? Okay, be bothered. God's given us a gift, be bothered. That might mean you think, you know what, on a Sunday I'm going to turn up to church. Find out a bit more. 
Okay, well, that's the end. Thank you.